It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, it's wonderful news, for when all these wonderful people get into the swim, it's a wonderful life. For never before has any film contained such a full measure of the joy of living, the drama of living, and above all, the glorious romance that makes this such a wonderful life. Don't you ever get tired of just reading about things? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I don't want to get married to anybody, you understand? I want to do what I want to do. And, and you... All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for It's a Wonderful Life, and the story is as follows. George Bailey has so many problems, he is thinking about ending it all. And it's Christmas. As the angels discuss George and his life... We see his life in flashback. As George is about to jump from a bridge, he ends up rescuing his guardian angel Clarence, who then shows George what his town would have looked like if he hadn't been born at all. The film is starring James Stewart, Don O'Reed, Lionel Barrymore, Thomas Mitchell, Henry Travers. Join me for this podcast review. I have Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Dan Baer. Merry Christmas, everybody. Says the Jewish man. Lauren LaMagna. Merry Christmas, everyone. Says the half-Jewish woman. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us as a guest here on the podcast from Gold Derby is Jeffrey Kerr, everybody. Oh, 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 happy holidays. Oh, man. Josh, you got got to do something now. You you need a little Christmas cheer in your intro. (laughs) What do you got? Well, I'm the heathen atheist, so don't worry about me. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. We have our very own Scrooge here on the podcast. I love it. I'll just say, for the record, happy holidays, everyone. And this is a Patreon throwback podcast review that we are doing exclusively for our Patreon listeners out there. Uh, I like to do, you know, when we get to the Christmas uh, season, I like to do a holiday-themed podcast. And this was one that I figured... You know, why not, right? It's a classic. It's got, you know, it's got some pedigree to it. It's only been around for a couple of decades. <laughs> so why not talk about It's a Wonderful Life and its lasting legacy and what it means to all of us and what our experience has been with it over the years. Um, it's a movie that is ultimately timeless. So in order to tie into uh, this festive holiday spirit right now, Uh, We are going to be uh, reviewing the film uh, with spoilers and everything else. Um, I mean, it's been around for ages. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the film, I don't know what to tell you at that point. But, yeah, uh, let's let's get into it. Um, It's a wonderful life. Jeffrey, you are the uh, Patreon uh, contributor. We thank you for that. You are the guest here. Take it away. What do you think of It's a Wonderful Life? 
Well, I remember first hearing of this film through a movie trivia game where they played a clip of George and Mary both falling into the swimming pool at the gym. I've seen this story parodied in different films and TV shows many times before I eventually watched It's a Wonderful Life for the very first time on NBC one year. I've seen the film several times since, and it has not only become my all-time favorite Christmas movie, but one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that uh, this movie was so near and dear to you like that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I'm sure you'll you'll definitely have a lot to say when we get into specifics later. I will. In terms of, like, my own experience with the movie, uh, you know, when <laughs> before I ever even knew what It's a Wonderful Life was, like, its own existence in the world, um, I was introduced to the storyline for It's a Wonderful Life through a Nickelodeon show called Rugrats. Yes, ah! <laughs> so, oh I was too. So I'm sure there are a bunch of people listening right now that can probably, if you're around my uh, my age, uh, probably can relate uh, to this a little bit. Uh, and then uh, you, you, probably then, if we're following the trajectory correctly, uh, everyone's next exposure to it was probably uh, a clip from Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. So, yeah, yeah. You know, this movie is something that, to Jeffrey's point, it's been uh, often brought up in a lot of different uh, forms of media and referenced uh, over the years time and time again. So whether you knew it or not, you probably uh, were exposed to the story of, of It's a Wonderful Life at some point. The question is, what is that point for you, Dan Bear? And what do you ultimately think of It's a Wonderful Life? Okay, so I get... I'm going to be the Grinch on this podcast. <laughs> I hate this movie. Wow. H-A-T-E. He used the word hate. Capital H-A-T-E. Holy shit. What a screw. Wow. Mm. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Well, why don't you be Frank Capra with us, Dan Bear, and tell <laughs> oh, us what you think Arm of It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Matt, that is unforgivable. <laughs> I mean, we... <laughs> I will look I'll go into it in more detail, but like it's I I I I often wonder how much my aversion to like out and out Christmas movies is because I'm Jewish and don't celebrate Christmas. Um but 
the, the, in particular, it's this one and a Christmas story that I just like. I just don't have that gene to like them. <laughs> I, I it just literally like I've tried with this film several times because it's a classic and because everyone loves it, and every time I just I I I want to reach through the screen and wring George Bailey's neck myself. It, it it just everything about it rubs me the wrong way and maybe it's because i am a cynical fucking human being but i just it it doesn't do it for me it doesn't do it i've never liked it i've i've tried a few times to watch it be with people around this holiday season and every time i give some like <laughs> like really like crappy night it's like um yeah it's it's nice i'm gonna cut you off there out of fear <laughs> of I, I just don't want you to like put yourself in danger dan uh from those that might be listening right now oh, yeah. um, fire. suffice to say <laughs> suffice to say um i'm sure jeffrey and uh maybe a few others maybe maybe we'll 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 try our best on this podcast to show you that there is a bit of merit here uh with it's a wonderful life and we'll we'll get you to see dan that it's a wonderful movie as well so i mean welcome to try yeah absolutely lauren you're you're up what do you got i think it's a good movie like it's um i was introduced my dad loves the classics and he is that good old you know new york italian man who just loves christmas so i don't even remember the first time i saw this movie it was just always in my lexicon it was always playing and it's something that my father would watch when he was a child because it was always played in his house during christmas and i guess i remember like early on when it was mentioned in pop culture maybe i remember being in one of the batman commercial cartoons that me and my brother would watch where you know instead of it's a wonderful life playing the joker would play like his thing which we thought was really cool so that episode was always a favorite of ours but i just always remember seeing it and then seeing like little parodies of it and just the different versions of Scrooge and this being like my version of like what an old movie was like the quote unquote black and white and the really like 1950s dialogue and I always thought I liked it the more I saw it and the older I got that's where the big impression got to me because when you're four when you're five you're just like, it's okay. It's just, you know, a guy. But I think the older you get, that's where the story really starts to bring out in you. And I think the more that I see it every single year, it gets a little bit more powerful. And I just think it's a really cute, it's a really simple, but yet complicated and just joyous film that I think can hit anyone at any stage of their life, which I think is really special. I think that the message of this movie is one that, I think at a certain point in life may not be as appreciated. Definitely for me, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated it more and more, I suppose, as I gotten like a little bit closer in life experiences to uh, George Bailey, not to a T necessarily, but just in regards to like the responsibility of the stress and like feeling like that kind of weight that mm -hmm. he is carrying with him a little bit. Uh, so I definitely can understand where you're coming from with that there. Uh, jo uh, Josh. You are, uh, where, where, I don't know. I don't know where you land on this. Where, where are you going, uh, Dan's way? Or are you going the positive way? What's going on here? What do you think of It's a Wonderful Life? Well, I would actually, first of all, say that this is a movie that 
I had not seen until tonight, uh, shortly before we started recording this podcast. Like ever? Ever, yes. Wow. 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 I, you know, it's a movie that obviously I knew references to it because it's just in the popular culture, but I had never actually sat down to watch it from beginning to end in its entirety until uh, just a few minutes ago is when I finished watching it. And, you know, I, I'm going to say that I do have some reservations about it. I don't hate it quite as much as Dan does. Um, and I actually think overall it is a good movie, but while watching it, I do think that it does suffer from some pretty poor writing, if I'm going to be honest. I think that the structure to it is not very good, and some of that is just dated elements to it, and other things I think is just kind of sloppy. But I think what saves the movie overall for me is that Jimmy Stewart is so good in it. I think he is giving a really great performance. And at the heart of this film is a message about wanting to be a good person and how much of an impact that has on your family and your community. And that does resonate with me. I don't think it's always executed the best way, but overall I think it's a decent, solid movie. But I will admit that I don't think it's necessarily the classic that it's been made out to be, but I do find redeemable things about it. Okay, so what I'll what I'll say in regards to that is this: I too admit that I think that there are some flaws with this movie. I do think that part of the reason why this movie works is because it is very broad, and the mass appeal factor is definitely apparent. Um, it's very very overly sentimental. It feels like it was a Spielberg film of its time, <laughs> you know, well, in so many ways. For you. Yeah. Exactly, right? So that that definitely tracks. I will admit, Josh, that there is definitely some sloppy filmmaking. There are like some like editing punch-ins at one at, at some points where I'm just like, did we just was that the same shot we just zoomed in a little bit? Like with with an edit though? Like what what the hell? You know, like there's moments like that. Um there's also this middle section of the movie, I think the beginning is really good in setting up the premise and also setting up uh, George's early life as a young boy. But once he like starts to become a man and we start getting into the whole like business storyline of everything and with the community and Mr. Potter and such, the movie tends to lose me. And then when Clarence comes in and the third act kicks off, that's where the movie then pulls me back. Wow, and I that, understand. That, yeah, go ahead. That is interesting because that is like the polar opposite reaction that I yeah. had. Yeah. Really? I yeah, find same. the first like 30 minutes of this movie to be annoying and grating to me. It's almost like a parody of a yeah. Frank Capra movie with how like cloyingly sentimental it is. I, I actually really don't like the beginning of this film. And it's when... We get past all of that and settle into the more mundane life of Bailey and seeing him get invested in how much he has to give up to save this community and how much he invests in that. That to me is the more interesting story rather than, the, you know, this cutesy setup with like the angels looking down. And I, I just found all that to be really annoying to me. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to our preview of the full review of It's a Wonderful Life here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this review 
and other exclusive podcast content from us from nextbestpicture.com. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Happy holidays, everyone. On behalf of the entire Next Best Picture team, we appreciate all of you. We hope you enjoy it with your friends and your families during this holiday season. We will see you in 2020 next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.